Welcome to the Young, Fun, and Sober podcast. I am your host, Blazik, aka Sober Guy Journal. And I'm Julia, also known as That One Sober Friend on TikTok. Knowing what I know now, I wouldn't change anything except to feel more emotionally slow down. Life's a merry go round. Things ain't merry when you're going through the motions, fulfillment, lies, and emotions. So why go through life unavailable? You're unfailable. Mm, I didn't get that. There we go. <laughs> Damn it! We just recorded an entire episode without we recording. Didn't save it. any of it. Oh my gosh! Just kidding. I literally was three seconds into the intro when I realized it. So we're good. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Young Fun and Sober podcast. You are getting a unprepared, unorganized, as you people love in the comments and the reviews. <laughs> Sorry, was that a stab? Um, we've been called a little bit unorganized. But you hey. know, you don't come to the Young, Fun, and Sober podcast looking for a well-thought-out, well-organized... Um, Andrew Huberman. Andrew Huberman, like sections and concepts and themes that's not that's not what to change you come the name. there for we would have to change the name to the young boring and sober <laughs> podcast yeah when we say fun we mean um unorganized unorganized impulsive yes um, unprepared if you will <sighs> sounds a little negative <laughs> sporadic sporadic <laughs> okay sporadic. impromptu that would yeah. work. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we're back to the virtual game. Yes. Is it weird? It is a little weird now. I know. It's weird. It was nice to have the in-person episode. It was so easy. Yeah. I mean, we didn't prep for that one either. No. When are we going to... Yeah, it's not like we prep. Come on. I don't know why I'm sitting here acting like we prep. We tried in the beginning, and that was very yeah. short-lived. It was short-lived. Um, <laughs> I went to a sober event this weekend. Oh, how did that go? My first Kansas City sober event. Um, it was awesome. I got this little booklet. Cool. KC. There's a free massage in here. They just hooked nice. me up with it. Yeah. Perks. Um, so it's cool. I'll walk you through this. So it has... Because it makes me happy. That's why I'm walking you through this. Because it's like cool that people are putting this kind of stuff together. So it has sober Kansas City sober date ideas. It has mm. all of these coupons for like free drinks at certain places. Nice. Um, so like free non-alcoholic drinks. Um, Kansas City like sober networking events. All of this type of stuff. So it's just really cool. It's like this little booklet um 2023 summer edition and lots of goodies in there for the how did world. you find out about this event so the the company is sip steady have you heard of okay. them no i haven't i don't think so yeah so they're like a pr agency for sober companies and yeah it's kind of cool interesting they found me on tiktok and then they were like oh you're in kc um so then we've kind of been going back and forth for the last couple months, but like I was in Austin and then they just told me like they're having this pop-up event and they were like, you should come through. So it was awesome. Yeah. Like 
I went by myself. I wanted to go by myself. Um, I obviously could have took a friend that's, you know, a drinker or whatever, but Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm going to push myself out of my comfort zone and go by myself. And there was like zero awkwardness to the entire night. So love that. The only awkwardness was like walking into and God, how many times do we have to say it? Like we always say that the hardest part of anything is walking through the doors. Mm-hmm. or getting in the car or tying your shoes like that's the hardest part do you think that or like was it people primarily around your age or was it like a different age group yeah 100 percent. it was like i would say anywhere from like 25 to 35 oh yeah that's amazing yeah it was great it was very modern like this company's kind of like sleek with like their looks like it was mm. very clean and like plants and cool lighting um they have the vibe going. They had the vibe going. Yeah, the vibe was there. And the drinks were good. Like, I haven't really dove into the non-alcohol, like, drinks the way that, the way that, like, your squad does, you know? Yeah, I was going to say, we're super into it here in Chicago. <laughs> like, I got this free lollipop. This is my first lollipop. Like, I got Lollipop, it. yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> See, I don't, Pretty close. Know. I don't even know what's going on. um so like i got one of those so it's up like literally trying this for the first time that's one of my favorites actually olipop it's like a prebiotic drink um i always describe it as like it's kind of the stepping stone between like a sparkling water and a soda like it's sweet it definitely Mm. has sweetness to it but it's not totally as bad as a soda yeah. It has, like, some health benefits. Yeah, we'll go with that. Yeah, there's no added sugar, right? Well, it's, like, specifically good for, like, your digestive system. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, did that, and it was great. Met some cool people, and it kind of opened my eyes to, like, Kansas City sobriety world that I just didn't have, you know, any insight I'm glad that you were able to go to an event like that because I feel like I'm constantly talking about going to events like that. And I guess I didn't realize fully that like you hadn't really attended something like that before. I went to one in Austin. Okay. But I was kind of already outside of my comfort zone because I'm in a new city. I'm doing things. That's kind of different. Mm -hmm, Because you're already in a different area. Yeah. Like everything's new already anyway. So... Yeah, like walking into something like that in my city and just like, you know, am I going to see anyone that I know or... Always those nerves. Um, Just like, I didn't really know what to expect at all, but it was super chill. Yeah, I wasn't like, once I got in, I zero nerves. Um, Yeah, it was great. It was cool. Nice. Yeah, I definitely like wouldn't be where I'm at today if it wasn't for like the people that I've met through going to events like that Mm -hmm. by myself I mean now I feel like I have a very good understanding of like the sober community in Chicago even though I'm not obviously like best friends with like everyone the community is huge but I just I'm like familiar with everybody now like I see a lot of familiar faces even if I haven't necessarily spoken to them before Um, I was kind of bummed because Chicago AF Um, community they're on Instagram Um, my two friends Carrie and Carrie they run that account Um, and they had like their 
annual picnic and I couldn't go but it was sweet because like the girls they were like sending me videos like where's Julia Julia where are you at so it was nice that they were thinking of me <laughs> so you like formed a real community when it comes to yeah totally like I have definitely like a solid like group of friends like group of mm -hmm. girlfriends and we hang out at these sober events together we hang out outside of that um it's it's like in the beginning it was just about the sobriety you know what i right. mean like it was just about us being able to relate to one another as like young people in a big city mm -hmm. wanting to socialize but also not wanting to drink um but now we just do random things together i think that's the coolest part is like when when the next evolution happens you know like even like even when you and I hung out, I don't know, I I don't remember us talking about sobriety unless it was like we on didn't the podcast. really, yeah. So it's like you're talking about other shit, yeah. <laughs> see, that's when I think it's cool. It's like yeah, like this is what can bring us together, and we're like aligned on values and stuff. But there's I like you know we we make videos about sobriety, but like our lives don't have to be about it either. Like now, I don't want to say that if you're like at a point where because there was definitely a time in my life where all it took everything in me to be mm -hmm. sober like months at the very start mm -hmm. i had to obsess over being sober um but it's also just cool to like connect with people who are sober who have the same values as you and then you don't have to necessarily just like talk about sobriety or um that i wouldn't even say that was the theme at the sober happy hour like i never it would come up like how long it's kind of like what gets you there it's like the first stepping stone but like yeah we're all complex human beings we all have a lot of things going on we all have jobs and relationships and family yeah. and friends and pets and like there's a thousand things we could be talking about it's kind of just like us just getting through the door mm -hmm. is the sobriety and i feel like that's such a jab that i get all the time well not as much recently but like i used to on my TikTok was people being like, oh, another sober person making sobriety their whole personality. And it's like, well, kind of what you were just saying. First of all, like in the beginning, I did have to. Mm -hmm. Like that was necessary for me. For my journey, I had to be obsessed with it. Like when I was going through my pink cloud phase, like I really yeah. needed it to be all about that um, in order to build such a strong foundation for my sobriety to a point where I'm at now where it's like, nothing's gonna make me budge. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Um, so yeah, it's cool. And and now I know, like, at the very least, like these people that I've met through the sober community, like, even though we're not always talking about sobriety, our, like, lifestyles slash, like, moral compass, like our, there's so many different aspects of life I guess that are similar yeah, and so I that's, think that's why we have such a strong connection now that's what I feel is it's it's that compass it's that moral system it's oh we've probably been through this like if you get sober for no reason that's awesome like I still think that's super dope but you probably mm -hmm. did go through something that made you something be yeah yeah so it's like just you have all these things in common and that's what makes the the relationship so like fruitful you know and also like i feel like when i go to my sober friends about 
something deep, like something hard that I'm going through, some type of situation where it's like either my depression is flaring up, my anxiety is flaring up. It's like, because I know that they have like somewhat of a similar lived experience as me, I really feel like they're understanding me when I'm explaining this hard thing that I'm going through. It's not like I need to over explain. It's like, they're kind of like, I get it, I've been there, Mm -hmm. you know? So when they give me advice, I feel like they're truly understanding where I'm coming from. And it's like not, cause like, I don't know, sometimes it's hard to talk about anxiety and depression and to someone that you know may not fully understand what you're what you're saying. Cause it's like, right. oh, this is just another conversation about depression. This is just another conversation about anxiety. It's like, I get that, but also like what I'm feeling right now is very real. It's sober like anxiety or it's yeah it's not i i like i know what you're saying like because sometimes we would bring that on ourselves right so it's kind of hard to tell what's like something we did to ourselves with drinking and causing that flare-up or Mm -hmm. like oh this is like something that's popping up and and it's real and i'm about to ride this thing out like this is gonna be a real thing that that i'm riding yeah and it's like sometimes you just need someone there to like to listen and to understand and they don't need to always like Mm -hmm. have something to say and i feel like the girlfriends that i have in my sober group of of girls like they they understand that they they know that i'm not you know i'm not coming to them necessarily for like answers i'm more so just coming to them because like i know that they're an ear that will listen to me that will Mm -hmm that have the ability to like put themselves in my shoes would you say the majority of the people you hang out with nowadays are sober i feel like i go through seasons of time like i'll go through like a month or two months three months where it's like i'm really hanging out with like just sober people (laughs) like i am all i am like very engulfed in it and then i go through phases same thing where it's like i'm pretty much primarily hanging out with like you know the girlfriends or the group of friends that i grew up with you know they are not heavy drinkers but they're drinkers so i guess it kind of just depends if i'd have to put like a percentage on it i would say it's pretty 50 50. Mm -hmm. i don't know what about you almost all drinkers yeah like I, I feel like I was you were gonna say that. Like you and Nicole are like the only sober people I've ever hung out with. Yeah. I think. I mean, that's not true because of the the Austin happy hour, but I don't know many sober people. Right. At all. Like I really don't. Um and I've never really thought too much about it, but I did have good feels when I was at that event Saturday where I was like, Wow, this is cool to be in a room. But here's what's crazy about that actually is there was never like a time in the night when I was like, oh, no one's drunk or no one like to rephrase that. It was never not smooth or it never didn't feel like, oh, mm. I don't have this liquid courage. Like it never felt like that. Right. Because you have the mocktails, you have it's in your hand. Yeah. So it never feels it, it makes you realize that in a social setting it's really just the thing in your hand that kind of gives you the confidence to like walk around. It's not even what's in the cup. It's no. the glass. 
Like it's like you feeling like you're having the same experience as everyone around you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and it just makes me wonder too, like how much of drinking at a happy hour or whatever to get comfortable talking to people is even an illusion. Like how do you know that you're not just settling in because you've been there for 15, 20 minutes? Right. How do you, how do you know it's the whiskey? Right. I I was at a birthday party yesterday and my friend was telling me um, she lives or she lives. She works in like the world of like finance, like corporate America. And she goes into the office and she was saying that now. Um, I don't know exactly when this happened, but it must have been recently where they have a designated fridge that's just full of N.A. options because apparently there was this conversation somewhere behind the scenes where they were saying that people wanted that Mm -hmm. and now I'm thinking like it's kind of weird that we weren't doing that this whole time at work (laughs) at work right like you would think like that should have always kind of been the option um The the default I mean I will say this is an embarrassing thing but like when I got my first job right out of college um and I was at this company for a very short period of time because I was very like, traumatized by this. <laughs> not to be dramatic, but like this was a very, it was not a good fit. It was not a good fit for me. They were like, there was a lot of like um, underlining like sexism happening in the office and it just like made me super uncomfortable, but it was a job. Like it was it was something, I, ne- I needed something. Um, and it was just like the the pressure of starting to drink at 4 p.m. on a Friday. Like everyone was there, at least to me, I wasn't recognizing like anybody else in the office not doing that. Mm-hmm. So then there's like this weekend that you have to go to the headquarters and everyone flies down to I'm going to try to, I'm not going to get specific because <laughs> I don't want people knowing which company I'm talking about. Um, but we fly to a different state and we have training like all day or orientation, whatever it is. And we're learning a bunch of stuff. But then that night, like everyone goes out, everyone goes so hard. As I was like, wait. Do this is like this is not okay this is work and of course i overdid it of course i did Why of not? course i overdid it and the next day i felt so scared embarrassed work anxiety is oh my like, god like did you do anything embarrassing or you didn't know or i know that i got emotional <laughs> around <laughs> around these coworkers. That barely knew me. <laughs> I have a story. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. I don't know if I can tell it. I don't know if I can tell can it. Can you tell it in general terms? Yeah. Okay. I think <laughs> you can do it. It's going to hurt. Oh, I'm hurting. Yeah. Yeah. I got hired at a job. It's, like, it. it's like the secondhand embarrassment like for your past oh. self. It's so embarrassing. Okay. So this hurts. Stories hurt when you, mm-hmm. when you, <laughs> but this is good. This is what we do it for. Um, <laughs> yeah, I got hired at a new job. Like 
second week they all went out together the team and i was like okay i'll go i'm like 23 i'm like i have a big job you know like yeah this is fun and i had kind of been flirting with this girl on my team and like Mm -hmm. she was like yeah like we'll have some drinks and whatever like just you know it was getting kind of flirty and then i remember telling her like uh, you look like she was like can you take a picture of me and my friends and I did and I remember saying something about like look at that picture in the background and what she heard so this is kind of a dual effort I was a bad drunk she was a bad drunk mm. she heard that I said you look like you belong in the background of a photo which oh. is not what I said mm. and she just like got super upset and oh, like shit. stormed out and like I tried to find her and they wouldn't let me back in because I was too drunk. Oh, and God. And uh, I got an Uber and this is where it gets like, this is where I can barely say it out loud, but I'm going to do it. Uh, I just felt like so bad that she thought that. And right. Like, I'm people pleaser mode back then. Well, it's also like how many things get lost in translation when it's drunk person trying to communicate with another drunk person. In the loudest environment possible. It's like, we can't, of course we can't understand each other. Okay, so here's what I did. <laughs> I felt awful that she felt that way. And I wanted to tell her what I said for the 50th time. Like she would believe me on the 51st time. Oh God. I called her 38 times. Blazek. 38 times. Oh, God. Was this an HR issue come Monday? <laughs> no. We uh we kind of squared it away Sunday, like, a little bit. And then it was just like, we just acted like we didn't know each other for like a week or two. And then we Sometimes became like... that needs to happen. Then, then she actually got sober. I forgot about this. Hmm. And... I was not, but we became like really close friends. Dang. And then now we don't talk, but the not 38 for, not for a bad phone calls. Like, oh, don't, you don't have to repeat I'm it. I'm sorry. <laughs> 30. <laughs> I can't even imagine calling someone twice now. Oh my I God. I mean, me now with I would like... just be confident enough to be like, I know what I said. I didn't say you look like you belong in the background of a photo. <laughs> right. And also, you'd have enough sense to be like, if I am going to communicate this to this person, it's going to have to wait till tomorrow. Right. Yeah. Like nothing's yeah. getting solved right now. Right. Oh my God. I mean, yeah. to make you feel better, like I, I don't know if I have like necessarily like a specific situation in mind, but like I was such a repeat caller when I was drunk, <laughs> repeat texter, repeat Snapchatter, repeat like all the things like my decision making was just like if i wasn't getting what i wanted in that immediate mm-hmm. moment i was letting that person know oh isn't that just like a terrible way to go through life terrible now and it's crazy now because like it's like totally the opposite when i get a message mm-hmm. and i don't like something about it or you know well first of all i'm thinking like this is like therapy in me. I'm thinking like, I need to be looking at this from another person's perspective. That's the first thing. And then second thing, if I'm still upset even after that, I'm like, I need to give myself a half to a full business day. (laughs) Business day. So 
to so get Friday, back to this person. I'm just Friday, kidding. It can be a regular Monday. day. <laughs> we're waiting till Monday. No. Okay. Half to a full calendar day um, to get back to that person because I don't want to. I know what it's like to have said something that I didn't mean to say. Yep. Backtracking is so much worse than just delay response. Just delay it. But drinking instant, right? Like oh. fire off the first thought that comes to our brain. Just absolutely no filter whatsoever. Yeah, that's see, that's another thing. Like the the drunk texting, the filter that you have. Like I couldn't look at my phone the next day. Do you remember that feeling? Like waking up and you're just like, oh my god, I gotta grab that phone, and there's gonna be something on there. I loved drunk texting. Fucking Drake. It's one of my man. favorite pastimes back in the day. <laughs> fucking <laughs> fucking Drake put us on the drunk texting. He talking about it in every single song, like it's yeah. cool. He went through an, an era that that was his his thing, his signature thing. That was his go-to move. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's a little different when you're Drake and you drunk text versus <laughs> when you're freaking 23-year-old hungover busboy Rando. blazing. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is different. It is different. It's a little different. Yeah. Probably ends up a lot better when you're Drake. Yeah, that's, that's the era. That's like, that might be one of the top three List top three <laughs> reasons Blazik is back at it again. Here's the, the top, top three. Here's the top three reasons that I quit drinking, <laughs> and you're not gonna believe number three. Um, yeah, the drunk, the drunk text that might be a top three perk. That is one of the main things that when I'm like, I've, I've never done the steps. I don't participate in AA, but I know enough that. Um, playing the tape forward is a thing. Mm-hmm. And I actually, I feel like I get this question most frequently when I'm in person with people is people saying like, do you ever miss it? Do you ever think about it? <laughs> and I'm, I'm sitting here thinking, of course, like it, like it's a Frank Ocean song. <laughs> well, it's just like, of course, it, the, the thought crosses my mind. It's not like I'm, I can't yeah. control that. You know what I mean? I can't yeah. control that. But what I can control is the follow-up thought, is the second thought. And I'm just instantly thinking of like, yeah, I mean, the physical, the physical ache of a hangover, I mean, is just like, there's nothing that can cure that feeling. When, no. If you drink enough the night before, there is nothing. You're just, you're, you're cashed out for the day. And then the second thing, yeah, it's the texts, it's the calls, it's the... It's the rem- the surface, like, <laughs> the memories that are, like, slowly coming to the surface from the night before. And I'm like, why did I say that? The why de- did I say that? You remember the debriefs? Oh, yeah. All, that would happen in college. You all walk into the living room. All walk room in the, l- the living room. Like, why, why did we start waddling? It's like, when you're hungover, you just start waddling. I don't know. <laughs> Everyone just... Mm, yeah and then you have your your blanket on and you're scrolling through your phone for the fifth time you have gatorade in your left hand (laughs) phone in your right you're shaking you're like i don't 
I said I wasn't going to do this again. I said I wasn't going to do this again, and then I did it. Oh, <laughs> my God. Dying. You're eating, like, French fries from last night? <laughs> oh, the cold fries. Oh. oh, out of the styrofoam box. Oh. Been sitting out all night. Mm. Why is that a good idea? It's not. And then we would be like, last night was a movie. <laughs> yeah, then we're trying to justify it in our head. That was so sick, bro. That was yeah. such a good time. That was a great time. <laughs> I feel like dying now, but like that was a great time. Why is it so it's like so crystal clear as we explain this that that was like not a good time, but No. But in the mm -hmm. loop of it, it's like can't wait till next Friday. <laughs> Which, like, granted, you know, I'm sure that there were people at that said party that, like, didn't overdo it like mm -hmm. I did. But a lot of people did. At least at my college. A lot of people overdid it time and time and time again. And it was just, like, we accepted it as normal. Yeah. I mean... Like, I can't really think of people that just really kept it together all the time. I mean, you would at least have your night, right? Like, even if you're not a... Even if you didn't fuck up all the time, it's like... Right. Had Everyone had their nights. Yeah. Everyone had their night. And... Man, that's... I just... I do not miss that. Mm -mm. That you that, The hangover... I kind of forgot about that until you just explained it. That's mm. another... Because the mind will play tricks on you. The yeah. mind will play tricks on you that that wasn't a thing, but man, man, it was. And I know Even... I've said this a thousand times, but like, thank God I've written down journal entries from when I was having one of those hangovers because it's me in my own words. So like, I'm really, when I read that, I'm like teleported mm -hmm. telepathically, like in my head yeah. back to that moment of like, that was a that was a low that I had never felt before. That was so smart of you to do that. I'm so glad I did. Like, how did you have that foresight to? Well, it was because like one of the things that I've learned through therapy is like when I have um, any type type of negative thought. Obviously, I was having an abundance of them after a night of drinking. But even on days where, you know, I suffer from depression and anxiety, so like I have my bad days. And if I don't get it out of my head in some way, shape, or form, it's going to ruminate and it's just going to, it's going to multiply, it's going to get bigger, it's going to turn into something that it wasn't to begin with. Like I love to tell myself stories and narratives and make yeah. shit up in my head. So a way for me to stop that, I found, and this doesn't always work, but a lot of the time it does, is if I let it live somewhere else, whether it be a TikTok video, whether it be a crying session on the phone with a friend, whether it be a journal entry, I just like need to let it live elsewhere. Mm -hmm. That was smart. That mm -hmm. was smart. Like, cause. Shout out to my therapist. <laughs> Shout out to your therapist. Yeah. Cause being able to read that now, or at least early on when you had more cravings and stuff, mm -hmm. that's sick. And yeah. just, just be like, yeah, I probably don't want to do that. Because even right. in my relapses, I forgot what a hangover feels like, which is just crazy. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't even consider, I know the anxiety's coming. I know 
other things are coming. But I'm never like, oh, I'm going to be hungover tomorrow. Like, that doesn't – I didn't think about that. Okay, you know what's weird is I'm realizing that I didn't – I've always – had like such a quick second thought follow-up when it comes to the drinking thing like if i have a thought where i'm craving drinking out with friends it's pretty quick that i'm playing the tape forward but when it comes to the fucking vape Mm. i am not thinking about that at all when i go to buy a new vape like i'm not thinking about how shitty i feel afterwards that's more your physical addiction huh totally it's the vape yeah it's so yeah, gross. Like, I, I hate it so much. I wish we could. I wish there was like some way we could compare feelings to know like if that's what you feel. Yeah. Like compared to if that's what I feel with alcohol, because like mm. when I get that craving, it is like full body. Because I feel like I can Ooh. fight. I can fight the alcohol craving so easy, but mm. when it comes to nicotine, it's pretty. And I'm, I've it's like, like done nicotine patches and stuff, but it's never. Or not the pouches. Um, It's never like, yeah, it's never stuck with me. Mm. That's what's so weird about people's bodies and stuff. It's just like different things click for different people. And it's so bizarre. Yeah. It's, and like I've done, like I (laughs) smoke black and milds and shit. Like when I'm on walks, like even now, every now and then I'll do it. It's kind of gross, but it's just fun to like blow smoke, I guess. Like well, that's problem. the thing is, like, I've smoked cigs before. Never did I feel uh-huh. attached. It's just the it's just vape. Just the vape. Interesting. Isn't that weird? But I've never done a va- I've never done a cig or a vape. Please so. don't. Please never do. Yeah. I'm it's awful. awful. But yeah, that's that is interesting that your mind overrides the the feeling when it comes to the vape. But yeah. Yeah, it's though. it's way harder for me to like play the tape forward of like mm-hmm. how shitty I feel physically after a night of vaping. So you do feel shitty the next day. Oh yes. Really? Yes. Because we're running on lettuce and water. I feel <laughs> like sick to my stomach, and I feel like my like esophagus is like coated with cancer. Basically, <laughs> it's awful. Um, I have a weird. Like, I get this weird headache in the front, like, right behind my forehead, it feels like. Um, there's so there's so many things that are happening the next day, and it feels awful. And what my mind will tell me is that to make that stuff go away is to smoke the vape again. Okay, that's – we just closed the loop. That's me with drinking. I'm like, <laughs> I'm like 7 a.m., like, I mean, that's – What's another hour gonna like eight AMs anymore acceptable? You know, I'm like yeah, we totally just, have a such a similar relationship just with two different substances. Like I'll just jump right. Like there's not been a single day in my life where I've drank the night before and not wanted wanted to drink the first thing in the morning, which is crazy because I drank for. See, 10 I was years never straight. like that with drinking. I just knew that was the quickest route to feeling better. Hmm. And, like, my body just, like, would do everything in its power to, like, towards the end, like, I had to quit drinking because I was just, it was just, like, getting to the point, especially working remote, you know? I mean, if I made it to 2 o'clock, it was like, wow, what a oh, win. Shit. Like, well, I just won the day. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
yeah, it was just like remote work. I'm, I'm so curious how, I wish we could get some data. Maybe we can do a little bit of research next episode and pull some data about like drinking. <laughs> Probably not. Don't get your hopes up, guys. Um, <laughs> about like people drinking in remote work and like totally. How... But then again, people might lie too. So it's not like people with drinking problems are the most honest of, you know. Like I definitely. I'm sure there has to be my... some type of data out there. Someone did a study on that for sure. I feel like that's another like I lied a lot when I drank, or at least like white lies, you know. Did you do that? You know what's funny is I brought up to my therapist not this past time that I saw her, but the time before that, how like I really hate even making white lies now. Mm-hmm. Like it or like even if someone like doesn't hear me the right way and I could just let it go, I like to correct it now. I'm starting to become more aware of it too. I think it's a sobriety thing. It must be a sobriety thing. It's it's only something that I've like prioritized since I stopped drinking is like just telling the truth, like always, no I matter how that, small. I noticed that I'll like do it to make something easier. Like, like if I'm telling a story and it's like my friend's sister, I'll just be like, oh, it's my friend, even though I don't really know, like, okay, I've noticed that I've done, but like, I don't want to do that. I'm just right. like becoming more aware of like, See, oh like, gosh, yeah, like, uh, I'm, I'm becoming aware of those situations. And I'm just like, I'm, I'm trying to, I'm not perfect with it, but like, I'm trying to like intervene my past thought pattern. Yeah. Yeah. But, like, I think I'm becoming more aware of it because, like, when I was drinking, I would lie about real things, right? Like, I remember taking photos, you know, like, me and my buddy, we just send each other, like, silly photos. And, like, if I was, if he thought, like, I was, like, not drinking, I'm like, oh, I'm going to take 10 days off. And then there's, like, a drink in the background. I got to be like, oh, yeah, that's from, like, six days ago. I still haven't cleaned it up or whatever. You know, like, I'm having, like, everything. Things you should not be lying about. Yeah. Everything kind of had to have an angle to it or, especially if I'm drinking during work or whatever, you know, I got to be drinking wine out of a coffee cup or, um, you know, there's just like a lot of, and and it's stressful when you have like little lies like that going on about Mm -hmm. your drinking or. Having to hide it all the time. Yeah. Yeah, that's like mostly what it was all around was drinking and it's you're, like I'm lying. I was lying because I was ashamed of it, you know? Right. Like I didn't want people to know mm-hmm. like any of that. So I would just kind of like lie and tiptoe around it. But then I might slip up when telling a story when one friend thinks I'm sober. Yeah. Uh, that was just like a lot of work. That was a ton of work. <laughs> yeah, I... I know we've said this before, but like, I feel like since I stopped drinking, so many aspects of my life have just gotten a lot less complicated. Yeah. Things are a lot more simple than they once were. And it's weird. And it's honestly a little bit uncomfortable in the beginning because I was so used to the latter. I was so used to the opposite. Mm -hmm. Um, But now I'm realizing that it's a lot better this way at least for me Mm -hmm. like the chaos and the keeping my story straight like yeah it just takes so much energy and 
oh i could be putting that energy towards something else yeah for sure like i've never i've never cheated but like i imagine that's what it's like if you like you would have to just be so careful and careful. it's like Tip-toeing. so much energy and yeah you're so right like life just gets whoosh, you can just kind of say what you want to say like um, it just turns into like it is what it is yeah like i don't is. have to i don't have to cover for myself because like it's just like i am who i am mm -hmm. um also like this is kind of off topic but like you know if i am in a social situation and i do say something a little bit weird or a little bit <laughs> awkward it's like at least at the end of the day, I know, like, that was genuinely me. Yeah. And it's I have my moments. And you're going to have, like, awareness around that situation, too, where you can, like, be like, well, that was kind of silly. Or, like, you right. know what I mean? Like, you can, whereas you're not going to go to the bathroom and someone's going to be like, who is that? Like, why did you, you know what I mean? Like, right. it's not this thing. Mm -hmm. It's just us. It's just us. You just turn into just like this very genuine version of yourself. And very kid like. Yeah. That's oh. what Chicago felt to me. Like I just felt like I was meeting you and like you and Nicole were just being like high school kids. Just Yeah. Just it also roaming. felt like I had literally already met you before, but Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But it was it just felt so like isn't it such a fun thing to hang out Pure. with sober people? Yeah, it's nice. Mm -hmm. It's nice. And I will say, like, a lot of my friends, we do a lot of sober events. So, like, I'm, I have that experience. But definitely never, like, picnic sober event, you know? That right, was, that sure. It's like a, we more, like, play sports together and stuff. So mm -hmm. it was nice to, like, switch it up and then just roam the city. And it all felt very pure. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. You'll have to come back sometime yeah, soon sure. um you Some, came like at such a good shy. time um i'm glad you got to experience summertime shy because yeah i'm not trying to hit winter shy the winter i'm not doing it it, it is brutal shit here like i can't even imagine with a lake a saltwater lake right beside the city <laughs> get the fuck out of here <laughs> all right you have anything else exciting um, well, I will say that my trip to Copenhagen is coming up. Oh, yeah. So I don't know two how weeks. we're going to figure out. Yeah, in just about a little over two weeks. Yeah. Um, I don't know how we're going to figure out recording or not, or I could do like yeah. solo episode or something like that. Um, but I am very, very excited to go to Denmark for the first time and the Netherlands, Denmark and Hell the yeah. Netherlands. I'm so excited. Um, yeah, that's pretty much all I have coming up. What about you? Cool um i don't think i have anything coming up so yeah i want to get the two ladies that um put on that event on the pod so like i can probably cover one with them while you're out too you know perfect yeah we're a couple yeah. of weeks out so we have time to figure it out cool i thanks guys chat. for listening bye holla holla